Are you tired of waking up with a dry mouth, feeling sluggish? I was too, until I discovered the power of mouth taping. I read a book called Breathe and it opened my eyes to how I could get a better sleep. So I started taping my mouth and the results were astounding. Not only did I wake up feeling refreshed, but the data on my whoop suggested I was getting more REM and more deep sleep, which led to me feeling better every morning. But I wanted a better solution, not just sticky tape, something that was effective and comfortable. That is why I co-founded Recoverite with a few friends. We are dedicated to helping Australians get fast and easy access to mouth tape and nose tape so you can breathe better, sleep better and recover right. Use the discount code TMTCP for 10% off at the checkout. Sleep better with recover right. You're listening to The Man That Can Project with Lockie Stewart, a global movement created to empower men and open up what's really going through their minds by having real and raw conversations about life's unique challenges and our individual ways of processing it all. Welcome to The Man That Can Project. Okay, gents, welcome back to another of our uh, installments for Men's Health Week. Today, I've got a, a great mate and someone who uh, we work together. You're a part of the uh, Man That Can Projects Breakthrough Experience uh, as we're going through COVID. So obviously, we haven't been fortunate enough to yet meet face-to-face, but that will be happening as soon as our borders are, are uh, opened, which is, which is going to be uh, great and obviously... You know, there's a great bunch of guys who are a part of that uh, program with you. But, you know, for, for me, one thing that I, you know, would love to understand more about and, you know, something that I believe you're the man to, to help me get that understanding, but also a lot of blokes are part of the Man That Can Projects community, but also the wider community uh, is, is yourself, Cam. You know, you're a principal project delivery and global co-lead of Jasper. I love that name, Jasper. And which is BHP's LGBT plus, and I'm going to get that wrong a lot throughout this, so I do apologise, and I, I, you know, uh, will do my best. To, yeah, I will do my best to to get better. Um, uh, employee network. So you're obviously the founder of Jasper, which has grown to over 1,100 employees. That's phenomenal. When I was reading that, I was like, that is huge, significant. It's, yeah, it's awesome. pretty cool. Eh? It only started with me and a couple others just having a bit of a chat, and then realized we needed to have some type of network so uh yeah it's been quite a lot of fun it's awesome and that spans across 11 countries right so you're also a recipient of the network leader of the year uh the 2019 australian lgbti inclusion awards and may the list could go on so i'm excited to uh like i said uh, get an understanding i'm sure a lot of guys are going to have a lot of questions there may um i definitely know there are uh men in the group who will be able to to relate to some aspects of what we're talking about but as with all the talks this week my intention is to help not only myself and for a selfish reason but for for all people to to gain a greater understanding of you know, essentially what it's been like to be you cam which sort of leads me into that, that first question what has it been like to be you uh yeah. and uh, uh sure. it's so, been yeah. pretty uh i've been really enjoyed the breakthrough experience but uh, first i wanted to um, acknowledge the um, Indigenous traditional owners of the lands that we are on today and here in Melbourne I'm in the Wurundjeri people of the Kula Nation 
and uh, just pay my respects to their elders past and present. So firstly, whilst this is a conversation, I just want to highlight these are my views and comments expressed on my own and not of the company I work for. Um, so what it's like to be me. Um, but well, first I'm actually going to, I'm going to reverse question you, Lockie, and I'm going to ask you 10 short questions and you have to answer um, yes or no to these questions. Okay? My palms have just gone all sweaty, mate. Excellent. So have you ever lied about your sexuality? No. Have you ever had to come out? No. Have you ever doubted your parents' acceptance of your sexuality? No. Have you ever been told that your sexuality is just a phase? No. Have you ever been called a fag? Yes. Oh, okay. Have you ever been called a fairy or other derogatory slurs for homosexuals? I have, yeah. Okay. Have you ever tried to hide your sexuality? No. Have you ever needed to hide public displays of affection with your partner in public? No. Although my missus tries to get not, not <laughs> let me do that. I think uh, okay. that those two more. Oh, sorry. Two more. Yeah, sorry. Jumping the gun. Have you ever, remember, it's the top ten. Have you ever pretended to just be friends with your significant? other or your partner no have you ever been violently threatened because of your sexuality no so that's like the top 10 and you've got two of them and they might have been actually done as kind of jokingly but yeah i, I was i was gonna say for those ones it's like that's you know if i was as a lad like playing footy or something if i chickened out or something it would just be the the terms you know you're a fucking pussy fairy or something like that thrown across uh, probably not in the way maybe that question was intended or asked. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's right. But um, I suppose what I just wanted to highlight is for all of those questions, I've said yes. And most people in that are kind of in the LGBT space have experienced a lot of that. And that's what it's like to be gay. You've kind of got to deal with all of that. Um, in our, and our society is getting better. But that's kind of just a bit of thought. That was a bit of an example. Mate, that's a brilliant. Even for me, that hit home. I was like why do you want to know this? Like get out of my grill. So I think uh, that's, that's even for me just asking those questions. So for those who are watching this back, or you probably already did do this when you heard Cam asking me, you may uh, have been answering that, uh, answering that for yourself, but let's talk about the, the obviously the ac acronym, which I have already mentioned. I uh, no doubt will get wrong and I don't, you know, mean to do that in an offensive way. I just get the no, letters right. around the, the wrong, the wrong order. Uh, but yes. it's LGBT, GIA, QIA, QIA, sorry. QIA can be, well, in Australia, we call it QIA. It's uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer or questioning is what people kind of also yep. describe it as. Uh, intersex um, and, and then A, which is kind of like asexual, which is really, you don't really have, a, you know, an interest really. Yep. Okay. Um, but uh, let's just go with LGBT plus because it kind of is inclusive enough. Yeah. Uh, and that's just easier to say. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's. There's definitely a lot of a uh, lot of letters there, but obviously that's it's it's there for the intention to be inclusive and again people are uh, an understanding. So, 
I guess the the question and diving deeper into understanding more about what it's been like for you uh, over those years is tell me tell me about like coming out for you what that was like and um, I guess the phrase as well as you, as you mentioned coming out what, what's that all about? Yeah, well, I suppose first coming out is I suppose when you're telling people about your sexual orientation or your gender identity. Um, and it's kind of weird because heterosexuals don't really need to come out because it's kind of just uh, an understanding. Um, but what people don't realise is that coming out isn't just a one-off thing that you just do. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like you're doing it all the time. Like I yeah. might go to an event and, you know, meet some new people and I don't know them well, but you kind of feel like you just need to come out again and again and sometimes that can be quite exhausting um, yeah. Um, for me, yeah, so, so, uh, so I, don't know, I don't know if you've kind of if you've got any friends or colleagues uh, uh, in the same situation well, I found it quite difficult I wasn't out for many years I, yep. I worked in the mining industry so I worked in places that were pretty um, blokey and uh, you know not really accepting so um, there's a lot of different challenges and people shouldn't feel pressured to come out. Um, really, you got to take your time um, is what I'd, I'd say. It's interesting. I've never, never really thought about the fact that, yeah, like I've obviously heard the, uh, the term and obviously, you know, I know yourself and I've got a lot of other uh, mates who, who are gay and that, you know, some have come out, some haven't. Uh, publicly but it's 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 interesting as you said that you actually have to do that like it's it's for 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 myself or heterosexual it's just the norm right like all the way people see the world so it's like for me bringing home a girlfriend that's normal but if I were to have brought home uh, a boyfriend there would have been a lot of questions asked and you know even one of the questions you you asked me is it's a phase right like just random um things like that where it's almost like you have to justify it yeah, which yeah. to me to me from from my oh sorry my way of seeing the world and I, obviously there's a million different ways to see the world more um it's it's a it's a shame that that's the way it is like i for me i'm just like, i can't wait till we get to a point where you know you don't have to justify anything it just is what it is right and i think we're all getting there though like i think that's what's really a good point is that creating that that environment that it's okay. Like yeah. that's that's what um, you know. Parents and families need a bit more of. But what's difficult when you're older is you've got all these society perceptions around you, and then all you're doing is you're constantly editing. So I kind of find it that you know this editing and thinking of of someone that kind of sits outside your mind. Um, you're kind of creating this this different person all the time, and that can be quite exhausting. Um, again, people shouldn't feel pressured to come out. You really just should take your time. I did probably when I was probably a bit down, and my dad rang me, and I was really upset, and he kept asking me why was I so upset, and I'd actually split up with a, a boyfriend at the time, and and yeah, that's how it kind of just all happened accidentally. And then it went pear-shaped for a couple of years. Um, and, uh, you know, our family went through those challenges and, and now we're coming out the other end. And, and, you know, I'm not a young guy anymore, but that felt like that wasn't too long ago, though. 
How, how was that for you when you, you sort of did come out? Like, how did you, you feel personally? Um, at the time, it felt quite distressing. And in hindsight, I wish I'd set up a bit more of a support network around me. Yep. Um, and I find that's where these men's groups are great for that because you can, you've got such a diverse of people and once you get to know people, you feel comfortable to talk about who you are. Mm-hmm. If I had some more of that, more support network around me, I probably would have dealt with it a little bit better. Yep. Um, but that was tough for a while. Um, and then, um, and then even, even my mum kind of wasn't that supportive and then she became much more supportive and my auntie and my, my cousins, my rest of my family become much more supportive. My work was really supportive, which was excellent. Um, so I think that's probably the most important thing, having that, that support network around you. 100%. You definitely ha- have touched that. So for, for people who are listening who maybe joined through that at the moment, and this doesn't just even, you know, it, it's so important to have that support network around you. And I guess for yourself, Cam, like where would you, for someone who doesn't feel like they have that support network around, uh, around them, like do you have any sort of tips or um, maybe even resources yeah. or tools or anything that you could point their, point their way? Definitely. There's um, Q Life, which is a, like LGBT um, service that people can call up and have a conversation. Yeah. Um, there's websites and resources. You know, the internet's got lots of lots of options now, but yeah. Australia is quite well resourced. So Q Life is a great service, and um, yeah. whilst it's actually operates out of um, out of Victoria, it's available across Australia, and each of the states have their LGBT friendly. Um, counseling services as well yeah yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. I do, it's just interesting how we kind of identify ourselves because um, that's what it's all about how you identify yourself on your sexuality and your your gender identity yeah um, so I'm going to do another reverse question now with you <laughs> yeah. gonna tell me how if we were going to meet straight away um, and uh, you had never met me before yeah, so you're going to meet me for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you describe yourself, like? That's a great so, question. Hello, I'm... What, talk, what was that, sorry? Talk to me, I'd say, okay, hello, I'm Lachlan. Yeah, oh, yeah, hey, I'm Lockie, how you going? Um, great to meet you, to be fair, that's how I'd... Yeah, give me 15 seconds about you. 15 seconds about me, I... Uh, Love, I was going to say love going for walks on the beach, but no, I love, uh, I, lo- I love You're surfing. I love, yeah, no, I love, love going, you know, surfing. I run my own business and I really passionate and driven to, to make a difference in men's health. Okay. So I suppose you did touch on where I was going, but the first thing you kind of talk about your job, your career, you know, some of the, your, your business. That's a really um, bloody hard question, mate. That one when you when you get me unprepared or no, got I like this. I know I get you now. Yeah. And the second thing we usually do is then they talk about their education or their their schooling. And then if you kind of deep go into the conversation a bit longer, and we have like a chat for five or ten minutes, we'll talk about our you know family and mm. you know kids and a partner. Yeah. And then sometimes we'll talk about then religion and culture if we start getting a bit more comfortable with people. Yeah. The thing that's interesting is we don't talk about our gender identity, our sexual orientation, because it's usually inferred. 
you kind of just you just make these assumptions. So true. And you try to do that naturally. So as an LGBT person, from that first sentence when you're talking about your job or your family, you're already you're already editing if you're not out. You're kind of editing. So you're changing, you're thinking about your story. Yeah. Um, and that can be quite exhausting from that first sentence where, um, and I suppose that's what you can kind of notice in your either environment or if you've got friends that might be identifying, might be out. Um, you might realise that they might turn up to events or things like that because of that editing. But yeah, it was just something I thought was interesting. Definitely, definitely is interesting. And I think, you know, even going back to those, uh, those first questions you asked me, um, for me, like I mentioned earlier, it was like, why are you asking me? Like, why, do you, what's, why is it relevant? Mm. Uh, almost that's how I felt. And for those who watch this, I don't know how you guys felt, but obviously people are going to feel different ways about it. Um, but it sort of brings me to like, I felt uncomfortable while you were asking me that. Like I said, it's like what you don't, it's none of your fucking business, really. Sorry for swearing, but it's my, it's, this, is, this, this is how it's going. Um, so, what can we do to make you, or not make you essentially, but make it more comfortable, right? For people, because, you know, from people that I've spoken to, I know, you know, in the LBG, so the L, sorry, I always get LB, LGBT, there, there's obviously a big party scene. Um, and, you know, suicides there and self-harm as, as with a lot of places. But, you know, having to be, you know, I couldn't imagine what it would be like getting asked those sorts of things or questioned on those things on a daily basis, right? Mm. It would get to a point where you, you get quite frustrated to, to say the least, right? So what can we do to make it more comfortable for, for people? Yeah, I think it's, it's creating that safe environment. So um, if it's unsafe people won't be comfortable who they are and they'll keep editing and they'll keep creating other people. So, you know, I've got a, a colleague that's in, in, in Queensland and um, she tells me, tells a story of how she used to edit and have this kind of, this fake boyfriend um, when she used to go to site. And then when she used to go to back down to Brisbane, she had this girlfriend, but she had a different name for, for him. And then she got caught out one day at that site and people were really quite, um, shocked and some were actually defended but that's the extent people go through they'll actually make up fake boyfriends or girlfriends so it's it's not about outing the person it's actually about creating that safe environment so example in and i saw you you worked in um you know the trading in some areas is the terminology <laughs> and derogatory terms like saying you're so gay or hey homos or that's gay they're kind of labels that reinforce negative connotations and stereotypes and i know it might sound a bit fun but they aren't really cool if you're trying to you know have everyone be in an inclusive environment and even including the gay jokes like some of them are pretty lame anyway <laughs> yeah but no i may i'll put my hand up i'm guilty of using using stuff like that and sometimes even like i'm aware of it right and you know even in um some of our men's circles and stuff some people will say that right and I, you know, there may be some people that I know there again, I, I'm like, fuck, like, but obviously everyone's at different points, but our goal is to collectively um, start changing, changing the use of those words because my belief as well as, you know, I was, I don't say that to hurt someone's feelings. It's just, 
that's how I, and I, you know, I'm not using this as a fucking excuse. I'm trying to change that, but that's what I grew up saying and, you know, being around. Yeah. But now that I'm more aware of it, I'm, I'm actively uh, trying to make sure I don't, you know, make jokes about that or, or use that, you know, derogatory terminology because it, it, it does impact, right? I even know when I get people say things at me um, around whatever it is, it's like, yeah, it may be worth a laugh. But to me, when I take it, I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah. After a while, it uh, chips away at you. And that's, and that's one of the great roles. That's what I call kind of an upstander. And that's someone that kind of goes, oh, that's not cool. Or if someone else is saying it, you might just say to them, hey, that's not cool. Let's use another word. Yeah. And by doing that over a period of time, you actually start to change your language and, yeah. and, uh, and then you create a more inclusive environment. So I think that's pretty important. 100%. I think that's awesome, mate. Well, Cam, I, I really appreciate, obviously, you as a person, but I appreciate you coming on and giving not only myself, but everyone who listens to this a much better understanding and also some, for those who maybe are going through something like that as well, some a good understanding of what it was like for you. Um, but also you, you mentioned a few uh, resources uh, there and just different ways of thinking and just the, even the, the tip around making sure you have a supportive, supportive environment there. So I appreciate you giving up your time. I know you're a busy man uh, and you're doing some great things. So thank you for, for educating us, mate. Appreciate it. No worries. Really enjoyed it. If anyone wants to reach out to me in the, in the group, just uh, please do. Where, where, can they, where can they find you? Well, on a new kind of type of uh, resource called Facebook, which is social media. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you only got on Facebook for the, uh, for, the, for the program and now you love it. I know. Oh, not really. I've still only got 20 friends keeping it to that so far. But, um, but yeah, you can still ping me on uh, Messenger or through, our, um, through the man with Cam. Uh, that Cam yeah. Group. Do you want people to find you on Instagram as well, maybe, or no? Nah? Sure, you can either. Um, I think I've got that semi-open, Camo Trendy. You'll find me there. Yeah, awesome. Well, appreciate your time, mate. All right, gents. Well, thank you for tuning into another episode. I uh, hope you guys, and I know you guys actually would have got as much out of that episode as I did. Those uh, questions came throughout me. I hope you took some time to answer those as well. And, you know, just had an idea of what that may feel like to be, you know, constantly questioned and asked those things in on a day-to-day basis. For me, you know, I could imagine it would frustrate me and infuriate me uh, being asked, those things also i really want to appreciate you guys who have tuned in all week and and being a part of the uh, men's health week series uh, there's some phenomenal guys uh, as mentioned and these were a few that we uh you know i reached out to this week but there's plenty more in the community so as i mentioned if you aren't a, a member of the man at cam projects facebook community definitely find the links there or you just search in facebook the man at cam project and make sure you hit group also give the page a like Uh, but also you can find the link in the Instagram pages. So look forward to seeing you guys in there. And once again, thanks for the continued uh, support. Thank you for listening to the Man That Can Project podcast. My name is Lockie Stewart, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. If you did, please take a moment to rate and review the Man That Can Project on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with our newest episodes. We'll see you again next time.